coming up on this edition of the Goldilocks Zone. We've got one of our more interesting episodes I think we've done so far. We're going to look at things red, white, and blue in honor of 4th of July. Literally anything that are the colors red, the colors white, and the colors blue. And we're going to really just be very American this episode. It's going to be chock full of USA. We hope you stick around. Uh, Goldilocks Zone is going to start for you right now. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 18, recorded July 8th, 2015. Red, white, and blue all over. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of the Goldilocks Zone, the uh, the podcast that takes America seriously. Uh, I'm Sean Jennings, and I am joined by uh, Mr. Mount Rushmore himself. Uh, it is Matt Mariani. How are, How are we doing week, today Matt? there, Mr. All-American Jennings? Just call me Uncle Sam. Uh, yeah, no, I'm doing great. I'm excited to be doing the show. I know we missed last week. Um, always a bummer, but uh, we're here this week, and um, it's July 8th today, as I said in the open, which means last weekend was a very special day, July 5th. But before that was July 4th, which is Independence Day here in the United States. Um Big holiday of the year. Lots of people blowing off fingers with fireworks and eating barbecued food, uh, but celebrating all things American. Um, and it leads us to our topic for tonight's episode. But before we get to that, Matt, we've got unfinished business. Oh. Because we have our question from last time. Oh, that's right. From, from our game show episode that we did, our question the from question. last time. Create a game show prize you've never seen before that you'd like to win. We, we told you to get creative, come up with something game show related that people haven't done before. I'm going to volunteer to go first um, to give you time to think of it, Matt. Uh, in case you haven't done that. Because I forgot there was a question. You, and I always do. See, I cheat because before <laughs> we go on the air, I get to look. So that's why right. I will go first. Um, and for me on this one, I've always been fascinated by the concept of the lifetime supply. I think that is an interest. The, the idea that you you don't win one thing. You win lots of a smaller thing over a long period of time. I actually knew a guy once who won a lifetime supply of uh, razors. And um, for like 40 years, every month, they wow. sent him a box of razors. And I'm like, that's, that's, a, that's an awesome gift. It's fascinating. Awesome it's really fascinating. For but your whole life. For your wow. whole life. Well, it's like, You're I, set. I think he said it was like 30 years was what was guaranteed. But hmm. um, I want to make a show that does the opposite, where the worse you do it at the beginning, they start you off where you get like some nice prize for the rest of your life, like free pizza for the rest of your life or something. And as you get as you get questions wrong, if you can keep you winning punished. your prize but you get punished. A you lifetime get supply lifetime of things you of don't want. Things. Yes. All the things you don't want. Yes. Every like bills. month they yes, it could be Jury duty. Jury duty. It could be <laughs> um old coffee grinds. It could be rotten fruit. It could be um wow. you know, uh, a stripogram from a senior citizen. Whatever it is, you win it for the rest of your life because you lost. And I, I think that is a wow. cool concept. And then, like, follow up with these people years later, and they still have to get them. Lifetime supply of flat tires. Lifetime supply. Just weird, just weird stuff, like, that doesn't make any sense at all. 
how about that? How about once a month, and you never know when it is, you're going to get a flat tire. You're going to wake up and you're going to see that flat you're tire. You're totally flat. I, I just want to – Terrible price. It, it's, and I think the concept should be cursed. That's going to be the name of the show, Cursed. You get, you get a curse put on you if you lose. If you win, you get money. If you lose, you get a curse. Wow. High risk, high reward. You have to uh, accept a an ancient gemstone that they found buried deep in the um, in an Egyptian pyramid. It has a uh, has a lifetime curse on it. Yes, exactly. I like it. That's my concept, Matt. Did, did you have something that you thought would be revolutionary for game shows? Um, no, nah, I I just said. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just I just thought right now, really quick, and I thought that a really cool prize would be an island. An island. Oh, there like you go. You, land. If you had your own. If you got your own island or land, yes, land is always very good to own. That's a great. It's kind of a. I could see it being kind of like a, an old west kind of Oregon Trail themed type show back back when land mattered. Yeah, or or there could be another prize. I just thought of on the spot right now, like it's in a similar vein to your like random prize where people just come to your house and they they build an extension but you don't know what kind of extension they're going to build so they just build something in your yard basically and yeah they, they're either going to build a deck or they'll build a porch or they'll build like a sunroom or they'll put it they'll like expand your kitchen but you don't know what that extension is going to be you see hmm but what happens is they don't tell your uh, local ordinance committee so, <laughs> so they don't you have, have to pay the fine. <laughs> they don't have any permits. And they end up tearing still. it down because it's unpermitted? <laughs> no, you just have to pay like a lot of fines and possibly How's this a game show? Fine. What? How's this a game show? No, this is the prize to a game show. So if you win, people come to your house. Build no, you some... that's if you do poorly. Okay. If you, you lose, they build They build this this random extension, and, and but they, have... don't, they don't get the ordinance permits <laughs> for it. <laughs> So you have to face the repercussions for this extension that you didn't want put on your house. Oh but God. the trade-off is you might you might kind of like it and be willing to you know face all of the repercussions for it. I don't know. I'd I'd really like a sunroom. That's weird. I'd like to read out there when that's, it rains. That's, that's pretty very cool. Weird. I love it. I love it. I'm in favor. Okay. Good. Well, we've gotten that out of the way. Solid answers. I'll remind everybody at home, this is Goldilocks Zone, if you've never tuned in before. Goldilockshow.com is the website, and SoundCloud.com slash Show, both places to get this program. Um, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, uh, YouTube, all the usual suspects get us there. And, of course, Goldilocks Show on Twitter is the best place to follow us. How about uh, a lifetime supply of crank calls? A lifetime supply of... Well, I don't think you need to win that in a game show. I think you could. No, just... it's part of it's part of your of like this punishment theme we're going with this but that's this not... draconian prize concept. So you just want to hassle people. So you don't want to yeah, like, hurt. This them. would be like a lifetime Minor supply inconveniences. of something something irritating. Yeah, crank calls. You know, like someone sneaks into your house at night and and replaces your good milk with spoiled milk. Oh, that's just, that's a good one. It's just Damn, minor things. Devious. Yeah. Oh. I would hate that. You know, swaps the batteries no. in your TV that's remote with ones awful. that are almost dead, and yeah, that's another. But they never one. tell you what you're gonna, what they're going to do. They tie all your shoelaces together. That could be a game show in and of itself. Can you spot the things the going on in thing your life? Somebody did to your house or to your life. Yeah, it's kind of like one of those spot the difference puzzles where it's like, can you notice the thing we did? Wow, 
Okay. Man, someone, Mark Burnett, give us a call, man. Well, let's can dig that. This is much better than my dad is better than your dad. Um, ah. by far. So, uh, Matt, this week you picked the topic red, white, and blue. Tell me what is the genesis for our discussion this week? Okay. I would have to say this week we are going to talk about um, the colors red, white, and blue, which are, as some of you may know, the colors of the American flag. Now, the significance of the red, white, and blue concept mainly has to do with the fact that the 4th of July just passed. Um, So... I got on the horn with Mr. Sean, and we talked about a solid concept to do for this show. We said it would be a red, white, and blue episode, right? Mm -hmm. So what I went ahead and did was I went on the internet, and I picked some red things, some blue things, and some white things. And we're going to talk about just about – we're going to talk about them, about how cool they are. Okay. Maybe about how interesting they are. I actually came up with some pretty clever little facts. Uh, I think we we may only have time to get to one each per okay. color. Uh, but to begin with, let's just uh, talk about the flag itself. Yes. Just really quick. Mr. Sean. Yes, sir. Do you know what the colors of the American flag mean well uh matt that's i think most americans uh, know this it's a little obvious of course the red represents the blood of our enemies spilling through our streets uh of course white represents the snow that falls upon a, a sleepy america as as we separated ourselves from the british and of course uh blue represents the color of uh george washington's eyes so uh red white and blue uh the the flag of our nation so, wow, I go. would give you I would give you an A for for creativity <laughs> on that an one. F for factual but accuracy, an F for <laughs> effing made up. <laughs> well, Matt, I'll be honest with you, I actually don't know the answer, so I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm hoping you know the answer because you were now pretty I close. Know. Actually, you were you were pretty good uh, with red. That was the only one. I mean, I like the white for the falling snow. That wouldn't really explain, you know, the southern colonies like Georgia. Or the Carolinas, where there, there is count. no snow. That was years later. I know. Uh, so it was and the- even when they seceded, they kept the white on their flag. They did. The stars. But enough about that. The the white... Well, actually, the red is... is That's right. It's supposed to be valor. Okay. The valor of sacrifice. The white is the purity and innocence of a new country, newly born country. And the blue stands for, it's also called the chief color because mm-hmm. that the, the square is the chief field where the stars are. The blue is liberty and justice for all. That's what the blue is. Oh, so those are the colors of the flag. And that's going to be important mainly for the end of the show. And we ask you all the question of the week. Keep it in mind. So keep that in, in mind, ladies and gentlemen, as we proceed to our picks for red, white, blue, and blue. All right, let's do it, Matt. What's up first? 
Let's do it. I'm going to jump in first. We're going to start with red. That's the color of your shirt. I was going to say, why'd you hold up your shirt? (laughs) That's okay. I'm not having a stroke. For our more color red. So the color red. Yes. I picked one concept that is equally able to be divided into two sub-concepts. I chose red lobster. Oh, shit. That's my, I, I, you know, red was the hardest one to I think thought you were going to say it was yours. You, did you no, pick red No, I didn't lobster? think of that. No, oh, honestly, okay, red good. was the, of the three colors, red was the toughest for me to come up with something. All right. That's genius. I wish I had Red lobster. Yes. What are, so, we gonna, what are we talking about red lobster? So to start off with, we know the red lobster as both the tasty, tasty sea creature and the tasty, tasty food chain that serves the sea, the sea creature yes. of the same name. They're intertwined. So I came yes. up with a couple little fun facts about each one. Go for it. Ready? So ready. So to jump right in, the Red Lobster Food Company serves over 965 million cheesy cheddar biscuits every <laughs> year oh my god that is a lot of that's biscuits. an in- incredible number of biscuits that's that's that might have something to do with the fact that the the uh the biscuits are unlimited that's where they get like you. so people can get as many as they want mm-hmm. and that number honestly seemed kind of small to me when you think about that well it's what three for every single american more a little more than three for every single american yeah wow um I, I personally happen to love the uh, Red Lobster biscuits, by the way. You can actually buy them in the store. Yeah, you can buy the mix. I, have you tried it? I've never tried it. I have. It. Are they I have good? tried the mix. They taste exactly like the restaurant kinds. They're wonderful. I highly recommend them. Um, yeah, so that's I, – I think – what is your favorite biscuit to get at a uh, chain well, restaurant? That's, well, that's what I was thinking. Places that still give you – Custom bread stuffs. I know there's the Olive Garden breadstick. Ruby Tuesday uh, has a biscuit. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to think. I don't think many restaurants still do bread. Well, there's biscuits at, at KFC. That's they true. They taste like sawdust. They yeah, taste awful. They're, yes, Cracker Barrel still has biscuits. Yes, true. True. Yeah. Um, no, I, and they have cornbread. You can also get cornbread with the biscuits, but I, the biscuits are better, in my opinion. I, I like the. I think in most. I like the Red Lobster biscuits. I think they're pretty good. Yeah. Of I, all of all the chains, I would say Red Lobster Popeyes gives them a run for their money. Do they? Popeyes See, has Popeyes. good biscuits. Good biscuits. But I still don't think they're quite the caliber of the Red Lobster. Red Lobster biscuits, biscuits for me, the problem I have is they're dense. Very dense. They're very dense, and I, I don't like a dense biscuit. I like a light that's, and fluffy biscuit. That's helpful, though, when you're a seafood conglomerate. You're serving seafoods very oh, it's light. efficient. Yes, so uh, it is efficient. Efficient. All right. Get the, get the pun counter fish, running fish for the humor. episode. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's a fun fact about the Red Lobster. Um, another fun fact, we, you mentioned Olive Garden. Which was good because the Red Lobster is owned by Darden Restaurants. That's right, Gordon Restaurants. Gordon Restaurant. Darden. Darden Restaurant. That's what I I thought it started with the D. They also own Darden Restaurants. They also own the Olive Garden. And they they own own 
Uh, I think they went on the border as well. Did you say Outback Steakhouse? Longhorn Steakhouse. Oh, Longhorn. Longhorn's very good. Yes, Longhorn's but good. that just reminded me of the bread they give you at Outback Steakhouse. It's still pretty oh, good. Oh, yeah. The, that what sweet kind of bread is brown that? I always bread. forget the brown bread. Yeah. Oh. It's actually, I think it's it's just a whole wheat. I think it's like a honeyed whole wheat. Yeah. That, now, that's a dense bread, too. I think, or it's some kind of oat I, whole wheat. I have no idea. Oh, man, that's really, really good. You know, I, when I was thinking about Most people mistake day, it for pumpernickel, but it's not definitely not pumpernickel. Outback Steakhouse is like, for my money, one of the best, if not the best, chain restaurants. Outback is pretty efficient. I mean, for a steak place that is like a national chain, they cook pretty good steaks. Like, they I've do. been generally satisfied um, Although I I can't really remember the last time I had a steak at an Outback Steakhouse. Oh, you're missing out. I like the fish tacos. At, That's what at, I usually get at Outback Steakhouse. I like the fish tacos at Outback Steakhouse. Why am I not surprised, Matt? <laughs> you're you're the guy who goes to a a, a, a Chinese restaurant and gets the meatball sub. Um, I would do it. Yeah, it's it's a honey wheat Bushman bread. Honey wheat. Yeah, see, I thought so. Some and you type can, of they have wheat. recipes you can bake your own at home. Ooh. Okay. That's a project for another day, for mm. sure. So, yeah, Outback Steakhouse, very good. Owned also by the same people with Olive Garden and Red Lobster. Another really crazy fact, and this is the last fact I have for the Red Lobster food restaurant, food establishment. Go for it. They – are you sitting down? I – the Red Lobster invented popcorn shrimp. They invented it. All right, hang on. Hang Is that on. crazy or what? Hang on. I don't really, I don't think you get credit for inventing popcorn shrimp. That's just called breading and frying shrimp. Like, yeah. I would say Red Lobster trademarked popcorn shrimp or uh, yeah, red lobster right, popularized be- popularized yes that's exact exact nailed I don't it know. that's exactly I'm, it. in my research the word invented at, at worst i go with discovered you don't in- you didn't invent it you discovered it okay but no that's come semantics, on popcorn but... shrimp that's crazy Okay. Oh, see that popcorn chicken over there? What if we did that, but with shrimp instead? Semantics, oh my god! Semantics. That's that is. Sean. I would have, I would not have guessed that. Sean the semantics. I don't think I've ever had pop. No, I've had. Well, the, what's the difference between popcorn shrimp and fried shrimp? Is it that it's smaller, smaller pieces? Well, yeah, you could because you can fry Bites? whole shrimp. Right. It's the popcorn shrimp are. Like, I think they're either they're like genetically smaller. I think. Are we genetically engineering smaller shrimp now? Uh, or there may be a different, maybe there are different species of yeah, shrimp I've that, seen, are, like, that just shrimp, happen to be smaller. Shrimp, you can just or, bite them all at once. You can just do or maybe, like, are they crawdad, is crawdad a smaller Oh, sh- I, I'm not that even going there. something else I don't, <laughs> that's way above my, uh, my expertise. No, I think, I think they're just like a smaller, like, species of shrimp, and they fry them. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm in favor of that, and I did not know that, Matt. That is a fun fact. What a crazy, crazy fact that was! I, I was I was just shocked. I was unbelievable, Four. stunned. So oh, those I'm are my sure. Red Lobster facts. Okay. Um, in What's terms that? of the restaurant, I have a couple of facts about the 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 animal, the the creature. Okay. I'll hit you with those. Do it. Uh, the one thing is, or so this fits in pretty well with the theme of our episode: red, white, and blue. 
um, red lobsters can also come in a blue variety. Yes, very called rare. blue lobsters. They're very rare, but they do exist. Um, they also can come in like a split form where like half of them are blue, like half is blue and half is red. It's crazy, crazy to see. Um, uh, let's see. Are you pulling up a picture of the blue, the legendary yes, blue lobster? Yes, I am. Wow. Uh, let me, uh, the viewers at home have a treat. Yes. This is why you got to watch us on videos. So you can see pictures of the blue, uh, the blue lobster. The blue, yeah, there he is. The blue lobster. Let's just uh, blow this out here. Pretty there you cool. go. Your 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 yep. rare blue lobsters, yeah. See, and that one's a mix a mix of both. They have yeah, it's like a a, a strange mutation. Yep. Some of them turn out to be blue yeah, see, or half good, blue. Uh, yeah, there's kind of a good a good example, example of the range. Split. Yeah, that's yeah, a good Come one. In many all sorts of fun colors. Yes, yes. Um, Gross. Blue lobsters taste the same as the red lobsters. Mm-hmm. Just a different color. Um, that would, interestingly enough, make the blue lobster, the to my knowledge, the only naturally blue food available on this planet. I mean, le- unless you were to count the blue whale, which you could technically eat. Yeah, same with same with any bird that's blue, a blue jay, or a, oh, I mean, technically yeah. you could eat any of those. Well. Blue Jay is on my list. Okay. Oh, well, Spoilers. excuse me but... for jumping ahead. <laughs> we'll talk about them down the road. But for now, all you need to know is that red lobsters are cannibals. What? They eat each other. Oh, my. Do they eat the blue ones and the red ones or just they, the red blue ones? Blue and red. They may, it makes no difference oh, to well, them. That's right. You said they taste the same. So They also eat with their stomachs. What? And taste with their legs. What? And we wow. eat that? That's so weird. That's They're weird. That's Lobsters are up. weird. They may have come from a different You heard planet. it here first. Lobsters weird, are weird. Weird creatures. Yes. And the last lobster fact, uh, another interesting one. I learned this on a trip to Maine okay. last summer. They have a lot of lobsters there. They have a lot of lobsters, and they have a lot of people knowledgeable about lobsters. And they said that the lobster used to be considered a prison food. They would oh, feed it to prisoners. It As a New Englander, cheap. I'm sure you've heard of this. It was they were very, very cheap. They were very plentiful. Yeah. And they were also thought of as giant insects. Yeah, it was garbage technically, food. Technically, essentially, they are. Yeah. Um, though not scientifically. But they're very similar to big bugs. Yeah. They look like big bugs. Mm-hmm. So they fed them to prisoners because they were cheaper. They was cheaper than feeding them beef or feeding them chicken. Uh and it eventually got to the point where one prisoner had written um, – and this was pre, pre-Revolutionary War era. The one prisoner had written a complaint to his prison guards mm-hmm. saying that uh, he would uh, hang himself in his cell <laughs> if he was given another lobster. lobster. Wow. That's... He was essentially begging for a bowl of beef. Wow. Or, uh, or some type of uh, – some type of stew. He he couldn't take any more lobster. Oh my god, man! If that were still the case, red lobster would be out of business. Yeah, or they would just be feeding the prisons. Or they'd be feeding. Yeah, I mean, it's funny too. A, a lot of a lot of fan, quote unquote fancy foods. Be, I, I know uh, caviar uh, was has not always was at one point a very cheap food commodity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I know there are other escargot. Maybe I know that there are other examples of foods we consider today. Um, to be very high-end and expensive that weren't always the case 
Yeah, truffles, we can do a whole episode at one point, on that. Truffles, I think, at one point were super cheap. Yes, truffles. I, I yeah, because they're they're a fungus. They're just fungus, and then nobody saw any value <laughs> in them. So yeah, food's weird that way. French. Yeah, we could do a whole episode just on. Uh, we probably could. Crazy food history. Wow. So yeah, that's the lobster, and that does it for me for the the red category. All right, Matt. Let let me before we move on to whatever color we're going to do next. Let me ask you a quick question. This is the America episode, USA. I want to hear on a scale of one to ten, ten being, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln level American, and zero being, you know, uh, communist China level American. How American is the Red Lobster restaurant chain on a scale of 1 to 10? Rate the Americanness. I'm going to put Red Lobster right around uh, 4. I would say that four. they're just as American as Ross Perot. Whoa, 4. I'm shocked. I I kid you not, I was going to score them a 7.5. Whoa, that's very American. I mean, if you've been inside Ultra a Red Lobster, American. it's kind of New England themed. It's yeah, really... I would say they're regional. Yeah, they're definitely New England. I would say that they're they're like a twenty next to Tom Brady and I... <laughs> Ted Kennedy. But I, but I I do think it represents a, a good American ideal, and and I think uh, I don't know. I think there are less American restaurants, but yeah. I guess that's pretty. Special. All right, I'll now bump about... them up. I'll how... bump them up to a six. How about lobsters? They, they the animal. It the animal on a scale of one to ten i think they're even more american than, than, the, the, than uh, the restaurant, restaurant. chain I, th- I would say i'd give them a nine see i would give them a high score but here's a fun fact for you um this was all about, lobsters are communists <laughs> about six months ago uh off the shores of england they actually found some lobsters underwater that are only found on the shores of america and okay. they, they have absolutely no idea how they got there. And they found they're multiplying. Now, one of the leading theories is that cruise ship passengers is somehow feeling guilty or whatever, are throwing them <laughs> off the boat and returning them to the sea. So because of trader lobsters leaving this Freedom. great country and going over to our rivals across the Atlantic, I'm going to score them, I think, an even five. I'll put them in the middle. I'm going to give them the okay. benefit of the doubt. But some are trying to escape, and that's not okay. That is not okay. Not they okay. are just about as American as... Benedict Arnold. As I was going to say Charles Lindbergh or cheese. <laughs> the inventor of Lindbergh cheese. Of um, all right, Matt, what, what color is next? Okay. Oh, do you have a red? Any, mm. any, any red in Well, you know, red was tough for me. I came up with the following. Uh, fire trucks. They're red. Fire trucks are red. Uh, basically, a three-year-old. Fire trucks are red. Uh, tomatoes are red. Okay. Uh, the red planet, Mars. Well, now, all right. Back to tomatoes, though. Yes. Sometimes they can be green. Though I agree, but they the become red. They become red. American. They become American. Come red. Although there are yellow tomatoes. Um, they learn. Mars, the red planet. Yeah, Mars is the red planet. And when it leaves your body, blood. Yeah, blood is red. So now, uh, in in the the horseshoe crab, blood mm-hmm. is actually blue. Yes, that is. So that's true. because it's deoxygenated blood. There you go, and that's why when our blood hits the air, it becomes oxygenated and turns red. Yeah, yeah. Scientific facts, man. We this may be the single most educational show we've ever done. We yeah. This this should count as college credit. 
I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> they, they should give us doctorates. For this. This like and then we a... can charge people a couple hundred bucks per credit. Um, yeah. What a deal. All right, Matt, what color is next? We're going to do blue next. We're going to do blue. Okay, cool. Jumping blue. into the blue. Great color. The deep blue. Yes. Liberty. Lots of things are blue. Can you name some things that are blue? Uh, things that are blue. Peacocks. Yeah, good. Pe- peacocks uh, are blue, blue jeans. I think that's the male peacock, right? Because well, I think it has all the. And actually, they're ma- they the might be a little more violet not. than they're blue. I would say they're blue. They're blue. I think it looks pretty blue. I, I can't name the last time I saw a peacock. It's not it has blue. like a metallic blue. Yeah. I was at a, a the zoo one time. Okay. I saw the oh my god, this peacock right? It jumped over its pen, its enclosure, right? Okay. It flew into the neighboring enclosure. Yeah. Which was the alligator. Oh, my God. Did they fight? Oh, my God. The peacock actually made it out, believe it or not. Wow. It escaped the alligator's clutches. That's pretty lucky. Before it was ripped to shreds. Oh, my God. Wow. So that was a a crazy thing that happened. Uh, That's my peacock story. Uh, yeah, and of course, you know, blue jeans uh, are blue. Uh, and they're the, American. They are American. The sky looks blue, even though it's not. It's kind of a, it's kind of just a a, a lack of light reflection. Uh, and of course, jet blue airlines. Jet blue. Oh, and of course, uh, I'm blue. Daba di daba da. <laughs> of course, Eiffel sixty five. So, uh, just a few blue things, Matt. What uh, what what are we going to talk about for for blue stuff on your end? We're going to start off by talking about blue. Jays. Oh, Blue Jays, the Toronto the Blue Jays. The ba- the classic baseball team. The Toronto Blue Jays. Hey, a quick fun fact for you. What is the name of the Indianapolis Colts mascot? Blue Jay. Now it's just blue. Blue, really? Blue, blue the Colt, I'm guessing. Uh, uh, little fun fact there for you. So Blue Jays. Fun facts. The blue, well, the Blue Jay the fun facts I, I found out about the Blue Jay is that their crest can indicate mood. So they got like a built-in mood ring going on. Is yeah, and it's on it's on the top of their head. The uh-huh. little feathers will stick up if they are upset or mm-hmm. territorially defensive. They'll stay like down, you know, if they're cool, mm-hmm. if they're chill, mm-hmm. and they'll go all over the place and like fan out if they are distressed or trying to flee ah so those those are the the three crest chains so that that's yeah like they have a built-in mood ring basically it's kind of a Pretty safety cool. announcement really that we're doing here if you see a blue jay and its feathers are all over the place you should probably back away yeah get out of the situation because the blue jay will not be happy to see you no and and you know right away visually you know right away many animals you don't know that's right. Blue With dog, you know well, dogs, you know. Lobsters, you been... don't know. No, lobsters, you don't know they at all. They have no lobsters. outward signs. So Lobsters are weird, just lobsters like we said before. Blue jays are great. Okay. I love blue jays much more than lobsters. Um, okay. Uh, a crazy fact about the blue jay. This is probably like the go-to crazy fact. Ah, lay it on me. Blue jays are not blue. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Rewind the tape. I don't think I, can you say that again? I don't think I heard that right. What was that? Blue Jays. Yeah. Are not blue. Okay. Uh, they are. What color are they? Imposters. 
the blue feathers on the blue jay, just like the sky, reflect blue light, but do not have a natural blue pigment. Which leads a lot of scientists to believe the color blue does not actually exist. What? Hey, wow. What? This just took a turn. This, this just is, took a turn we, into We've gone from USA town. to X-Files. I mean, this is what? Blue doesn't exist? Is that the conclusion we're going to here? Well, Sean, that is the conclusion that a lot of researchers have come to. You see, the color blue over the years has been called many different things. The ancient Greeks, when describing the seas and the oceans, referred to the color as uh, in their a word in their language which translated roughly to bronze, uh-huh. not blue, because they used it also to describe um, many of the Bronze Age weapons. Uh, this is common in like uh, texts of Homer in ancient Greece and things like that. Okay. Um, yeah. And going on, I don't have the specifics in front of me. I'm kind of spitballing, but, uh, over the years, a lot of other sources have come forward about the color blue and, uh, in ancient texts, calling it other things. There's a really good, I have to, I have to recommend, there's a really good, um, uh, episode of a, a different podcast called radio lab. Radio Lab, uh, the episode they did on colors, they talk about this this interesting phenomenon about the color blue not existing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's a crazy thing. Is that the reason why the famous uh, blue and black dress is, or is it gold and white? Remember that? Oh yeah, that, is, could that, that be why? Because blue's not a color. That could be, yeah, because a lot. I, right, it depends on. I think it, it, with that one, it depended on which one you looked at first. Yeah. If you saw if you saw the like the I don't remember like the the broad or like the top line you you think that it's blue well, and black or and, otherwise you see it as white and gold and I know part of it and it worked for me it was about the the adjustments your eyes make so if you looked at it like everyone's looking at it like on, if you look at it like on your phone screen out in sunlight it looks one color but if you're in a pitch black room with the brightness turned up on your screen it looks the other color. Oh, uh, and it has to do with your eyes, like like the, your peripheral vision being light versus dark, and how that adjusts how you see the middle part. Um, was also part of it. Matt. Oh boy, man! I, just once, I want to go through a whole show. We've lost Matt. I want to go through a whole show without losing him. Uh, hopefully, we'll get him back quickly. Matt, are you there? Matthew, are you there? Man, the connection was good tonight too. Um, she. All right. Uh, I'll pause the recording. We'll be back in a second with more Goldilocks Zone. Stay with us. I don't know. I don't know what is going on. All right, we're back with Matt. We're I, back. I, I was really hoping. Your connection looked great. I was hoping we'd get through a whole episode. <sighs> Almost. We got through last week. was totally fine. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I had plenty of technical troubles on my end. You guys were fine. <laughs> um, outstanding. Well. So any more, uh, any more facts on the Blue Jay? Well, this is the thing. I mean, I think we were when we were talking about this discussion with the, with the color blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, someone doesn't want us to be having this conversation. Uh, it's all so. I think it's up to you. Yes, you, the viewer, the viewers out there, 
and listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, perhaps, I don't know, commuting on your way to work or just enjoying the day in the sun outside, maybe by a not-so-blue lake. Looking up at the not-really-blue sky. Yeah. Yeah. Investigate this phenomenon and get back to us. The secret will be out. They can't silence us forever. That they cannot, Matt. That they cannot. Hashtag, what is blue? Hashtag, there you go, boom. All right. Um, So that's it. That's the Blue Jay. Uh, Oh, one more quick thing about the Blue Jay. Um, They have a tendency to, when they're building a nest, Mm -hmm. right? The Blue Jay's building its nest. They want to look for something that is white. Interesting. Scientists don't know why, but every blue jay looks for white things. Looks for white materials, not to build the nest out of, but at least one white object to keep either near the nest or or as a part of the nest. That's crazy. And that's also the perfect segue into the into final color. The final color, which, which is really is... all the colors if you think about it, white. Um our final color. Uh, let's see. I've got on my Is list. Is it all the colors or none of the colors? No. I thought no. black was all the colors. You know, I used to think that too. But when you put white light through a prism, that's when it breaks into the rainbow. White is all the colors. If you go by I'm the, not the a light science spectrum. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should get. We should get one of those guys. Yeah. We. If you're a scientist, a fan of the show, please let us know. Um, things that are white. How about the White House? The White House is white. How about the white pages? No one uses those anymore. Huh. What How are those? Polar bears. Yeah. Well, they have white fur. Yeah. Uh, how about egg whites? I don't know. They're white when you cook them. They're white when you cook them. And they're called egg yeah. whites. I, I guess they're kind of more just gelatinous. Uh, a blank piece of paper. Yes. Uh, Assuming that that's white paper. Snow. Snow is white. Mayonnaise. Yeah. I would consider mayonnaise to be white. All things that are white. Matt, how about some facts on something that's white for us tonight? I came up with a uh, a granddaddy of a uh, white object. The white whale. Whoa! Getting all Moby wow. Dick in the house. Yes, which brings me to some interesting facts I learned about the author of Moby Dick, Herman Melville. Herman Melville, and the his his classic story as well. Go for it, which I will now share with all of our listeners. To begin with, and this is a this is a one for you, Sean, because I know that you are a huge fan of the uh, 1990s uh, rap slash DJ artist Moby. Oh come on, everyone loves Moby. I know that you have you have his whole discography, I'm down with right? Moby. Did you know that he is a direct descendant of Herman Melville, the author of Moby Dick? I did not know that. And that is why he decided to name himself Moby. No shit. Is that that true? That's a true fact. Wow. That is a true fact. Wow. You are just blowing minds tonight. We really are. This is a, this is like that kind of a show where you just have to lay down after. Damn. Yeah. So Moby is a descendant of, of Herman Melville, author of... Moby Dick. Uh, another fun fact. Uh, I think most of us have heard this one, but just in case, uh, the coffee chain Starbucks mm-hmm. got its name 
from the novel Moby Dick. Okay. One of the characters in the book, one of the ship, the crew members is named Starbuck. Oh, I've never actually read Moby Dick, so... Oh, it's These great. fun facts it's one of my favorite books. a little over my head. Um, it's awesome. Moby Dick is great. Um, you got a lot of really complex stuff going on in Moby Dick. Mm, that's why I didn't read it. But... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a little too complex for this guy. I'm sorry, it's not uh mm, it's not Twilight, but it'll do. It's not Twilight. The Twilight Zone. Mm. Um Yeah, so that's uh that's well, um one more quick fact about the Starbucks also. They were originally the obviously the the people who founded Starbucks were big fans of Moby Dick. Mm-hmm. They were originally going to name their coffee chain Pequod. Oh. After the the what? The character from Moby Dick. Pequod was the boat from Moby Dick. Okay. <laughs> but really, Matt, wasn't the boat a character? It really was a character all on its own. Now you're, you're getting all, all high school literature on me. Uh, uh, yeah. That's another AA for creativity. Although, you know, honestly, now that I think about it, I would probably buy a place, coffee from a place called Pequot Coffee. It sounds like a coffee place. I would too. I, I like the name Pequod, but I guess the creators didn't. Maybe because it sounds a little bit like pee, and they didn't want people to think that they were peeing in their coffee. Sure. So they named it Starbucks instead. <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. The only explanation I could find, I I would have named it Pequod. Matt. Um, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Do you, uh, go do you, go ahead. You have another Moby Dick fun fact. No. Well, I have. I mean, one. I do, but go on. You have another one. Well, I have a fun fact, but you okay. you finish your fun fact. I don't want to interrupt you. What's your, what's your last fact? It was going to be about uh, the white whale that they recently found off the coast of New Zealand. I did not know this. They found a white whale. They found they actually found a white whale off the coast of New Zealand not more than um, I think a couple days ago. Wow. It's incredibly rare um, species of white whale or a species of it's like a I guess a genetic mutation of mm-hmm. a of like a, a blue uh, lobster. Yes, just like the blue lobster. There's a white whale. Um, they think it may be the only one of its kind. Wow, that's sad. And yeah, it's pretty crazy that it, and it, it's an actual, literal white whale. Well, hopefully, we will hunt it and turn its fat into oil for our lamps and Tasty. blubber for us to wash to bathe ourselves in, uh, as we should. Matt, I've got a Moby Dick fun fact for you. Let's hear it. Do you know where Moby Dick was written? I think it was written well it takes place in connecticut yes new bedford connecticut yes where did melville live when he wrote it did he live in new york city no he lived in pittsfield massachusetts wow. no way you can literally it's like 10 minutes what? from my house you can drive and it's a museum it's the hervin melville museum oh my god it's there's a sign where he wrote moby dick he wrote it right there he was That's friends with nathaniel incredible. hawthorne they hung out yes. there Yep, he was he was buddies with Nathaniel Hawthorne. Yep. So there you uh, go. Yeah. Wow. We'll have to get you up here, Matt. You can come visit. I will totally we'll go to visit. Herman Melville Muse- we can go to the Susan B. Anthony Birthplace Museum. Oh. A lot of history happening. A lot of history up there in Pittsfield, Mass. Although they're kind of cheating because Susan B. Anthony was born here and moved away when she was three years old. So I don't think we really should what? get the credit. No. But they made a museum anyway. Um, that's something for the kids that it, yeah the kids love susan b anthony um very good all right man i'm feeling so american american and informed 
and informed. Very That's right. We got to get the word out about the color blue not existing. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> crazy, your, crazy that stuff. That is your takeaway from from the show. Blue does not exist. Blue does not exist. Hence the white whale. Hence the white whale. Can't be blue if it's not a real color. That's right. Also, one really quick last fun fact I had about Moby Dick. It's kind of a tragic fact. We think of the novel Moby Dick today as a huge um it's a hugely famous uh i mean i don't think you can name you can't name many more fame books as famous as Moby definitely Dick. very famous incredibly uh well uh appreciated in literary circles absolutely uh analyzed to the point of uh of, to of absurdity yes yeah. by literary people and literary minds but when it was written it was actually Herman Melville's least liked, least well-received book really? that he had ever written. Yeah. It actually destroyed his career, really? oddly enough. Yes. The people who uh, read this book and reviewed it did not like it at all because it, it um, was it, – it, I think it was because it rejected – transcendentalist themes or something that were very popular at the time mm -hmm. it wasn't until the age of neo-modernism that the book would be rediscovered and uh circulated and re-evaluated re almost 100 years after herman melville's death wow wow but yeah it's one of those things like they say that picasso never sold a painting or yeah it wasn't was it you know i want to say to kill a mockingbird was like that Maybe kill I'm thinking of a different book. Or am I thinking to Kill a Mockingbird? I mean, that was that was like that was the one that was the the only book that Harper Lee wrote. Although Harper, she just she just wrote a book yeah, like a month ago, brand new book, yeah. But up until then, that was her only book. There's also Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, was a good one because uh, mm -hmm. that book actually for, like forced J.D. Salinger to fade into obscurity because yeah. he hated how how like famous his book was getting he's also he's kind of a weird dude, these though. writer types you know yeah, you can't never live know with them can't live without them uh, uh harry potter books made jk rowling so much money that she is now worth three times the um the royal family or yeah. the queen i think the queen and those are just boy those wizards. are babies books for books for children yeah i mean come on anyway well dr seuss i mean how much money that guy got Dr. Seuss, now, I, I don't know if this is true or not. I read a theory about Dr. Seuss, whose real name was Theodore Geisel. That's right. Uh, he hated children, actually feared children. I believe that. And he wrote the stories to appease children so that they would not, I guess, attack They'd him. They'd leave him alone. They would not. Uh, they Just would go not read. Pass. Leave me alone. <laughs> if you stop talking to me, I'll write you a yeah. book. He, really, he didn't like kids, I guess. That's what the theory, as the theory goes. If that's true, that may be the greatest thing I've ever heard. That tr that, like that one of Dr. the greatest Seuss children's book kids. writer of all time only wrote books so children would leave him alone. <laughs> awesome. Go read that's this great. one. It's called Hop on Pop. Now hop on out of my house. <laughs> you damn kid. I love um, it. Charles M. Schultz, the creator of the Peanuts, Peanuts, and while not an author entirely, was manically depressed. Yes, which actually you can you can totally see because those, those the cartoon is a little depressing. Yeah. 
poor Charlie Brown. He's he's like the ultimate everyman. Yeah, never got to kick that football. He's all, he always gets shit on by like everyone and everything. Yeah, his dog is cooler than he is. You know, his dog is way cooler than he is. You know, so his dog flies. Side, he just constantly is just constantly kicking him in the butt. But you know what? He never stays down. No, no. Actually, he gets you know back what? up. You know that gives me an idea, Matt. We maybe next week, maybe another time. We should do a show on comic strips. Yes, let's do it. I think that would be great. Talk about some the of the classics. Schedule. Uh, you know your 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 uh, your Beetle Baileys, your yeah. uh, your family circles, which family is just circle. garbage. Um, <laughs> it really is. Yes, we'll have to do that. Uh, Matt, anything else you'd like to say about tonight's episode before we? Go into the motions of conclusion. Well, we learned a lot in tonight's episode. <laughs> are you gonna Are you gonna get down on one knee? Well, well you know kids, what, kids. We we sure learned a lot here today. <laughs> we had a few laughs, and we learned a, some, a little something. You know what, kids? We learned a, a lot about a lot of different topics and a lot of different fun facts. But you know what? The best topic of all is that we all share a common bond. We're all Americans. And what makes Americans unique is the exceptional values that we all share. We are always one people who will, just like Charlie Brown, never stay down when he's kicked uh, to the curb. Always getting back up on that pitcher's mound or trying to kick that ball through the uprights. Even when everything around him is not going right. And you know what? Just like author Herman Melville, we're... Uh, every there's a little bit of a uh, a genius in all of us. Oh, see, I and thought you just takes the <laughs> right you... climate to bring him out. I thought you were gonna go with like Herman Melville. People think we're crazy now, but in the future <laughs> they'll realize how brilliant we were. That's right too. <laughs> Happened before. <laughs> that's outstanding. You know, Matt, this I think will end up being the longest show we've ever done. Um, and that's great because I think we filled it with such great content. Uh, before we conclude, we've got to mention the question this week written by you, Matt. Uh, and it involves the American flag. We talked at the outset about what the red, white, and blue actually stand for in the U.S. flag. Uh, the question, if you were to add one color to the American flag, which color would it be and what would it symbolize? So we need a color and we need the symbolization behind it. You might say... Um, I'm going to include black, which represents the darkness in all of our hearts. I don't know, something like that. But think about it. Uh, that's our question. If you have any thoughts on the question, we want to hear it at Goldilocks Show on Twitter and Goldilocks Show at gmail.com as well. Uh, quick reminder, GoldilocksShow.com and SoundCloud.com slash Goldilocks Show, all great places to get this episode and all our other episodes. And, of course, on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, and anywhere finer podcasts are available. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode uh, of the Goldilocks Zone. On behalf of Matt, I wish all of you out there a fair good night, and we'll see you next week on another episode. Thanks for watching.